0: 6:30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six
1: on 6:30 Chad. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but I have a fear of speed bumps. I'm slowly getting over it. NHL action tonight. Jets lead the Canadians two-one about five minutes into the second period. Nick Suzuki has just scored for Montreal. Stastny and Lewis scored earlier for the Jets. That's a big game for the Canadians. If they lose. They are four points up on Calgary with the games played being even. So Montreal would still have the advantage, but it would get a little tenser. Of course, if they win, they would go six up on the Flames, who are in town again tomorrow to play the Oilers. Game will start at 8 o'clock at Rogers Place. Our broadcast on 6.30. Chad will commence with the face-off show at 6.30. Other games coming up in the NHL tonight all starting a little bit later on. San Jose is at Colorado. The Golden Knights play the Coyotes, and it's going to be the Kings up against the Ducks. Baseball tonight, top of the third. No score between the Braves and the Blue Jays. I was, I don't know how I stumbled across this. If you've, if you've ever been on the internet, you may have found that it's has a lot of stuff on it. I'm not going to say information information, Because some of the things on the internet are flat out not information. It has a lot of material. And I saw something that earlier in the week, it was National Superhero Day. And I thought to myself, well, that's unfortunate that I didn't know it was National Superhero Day because we could have had an off topic topic on the show where you you could have written in or called me with your favorite superhero or superhero story. So missed opportunity, make a note for next season. So I looked though and, and I thought, what? day is it what day is being honored what national day is it as it turns out every day of the year is multiple things it's not just well this is you know national uh, remote control day and it can't be anything else there's a lot of overlap and I quite frankly I think it makes it a little confusing don't you but anyway we'll we'll roll with that so I checked for April 30th and, and there's there's a couple websites that have a list of national days. So I, I did my research here. I looked at two websites. Okay, so it's not like I was floating through this. And a, a few things popped up today, but I, I I've, of note two things that sort of stuck in my brain. It is National Raisin Day. So, you know, if you're if you're feeling wrinkly and stuff, I guess it's good. It's National Raisin Day. Also. I, it's it's National Hairball Awareness Day. So not not National Hairball Day. It's National Hairball Awareness Day. So do humans? I, I guess humans. In, is it a celebration? I was going to say the humans celebrate that. I don't know if it's actually a celebration. I guess it's just saying you're aware of it. So if you if at any point today, and I suppose you are now because I'm talking about it, if you have been aware of a hairball. Yeah, you're partaking in national hairball awareness day and you're doing your thing. Like how, how would you mark national hairball awareness day? A parade of coughing cats. Would that be it? Like, you know, it, 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 instead of the, the K days parade, we'd, we'd knock out, we'd, we'd block off part of downtown and we'd have a bunch of coughing cats walking through downtown. It, I don't know. Just just some thoughts on a Friday night to get your weekend started on a, on a high note. I, I certainly hope that it is. My name is Reed Wilkins, by the way. I do not have a hairball, though I am awareness of them. I'm not a fan of raisins. I will tell you that. I'm happy to hear from you. You can reach out by texting 780-496-0063. That is also our hotline number presented by CertainTeed, professional-grade building materials. You can email InsideSports at 630Ched.com. You can follow me on Twitter if you're so inclined at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. I will warn you, pretty much all I tweet about is uh, the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton football team. So if you're looking for tweets about hairballs or raisins or uh, any other thing, sometimes I might tweet about Blockbuster Video and uh, I might t- tweet the odd thing, very odd thing about Def Leppard, but generally it's a, it's a sports-related account. I'm not one of those people where it's uh, you know pictures of my lunch or selfies or this is now this is a pet peeve of mine. Just and I am I am going to get to some hockey stuff here. It's a little bit of a pet peeve, and I, I love food. I love going to restaurants. I, I love going out to eat. I love cuisine. I love talking about cuisine, but I'm always a little surprised when people post pictures of their meals. And it's just the, the most plain, mundane meal. It's like somebody's, somebody's like, oh, look, I made soup. It's like, great, you opened a can and poured it in a pot and turned up the heat on your stove. That's great. Does this really need a photo? Even if it's delicious soup. Speaking of the stuff that doesn't need, on the, uh, need to be on the internet. Anyway, uh, I just got a text here from Chris, which is very funny that i don't think i can read on air chris but i uh i do love you a lot <laughs> that's actually i'm not gonna read it because he took hairball to a place that we just shouldn't go at 6 12 in the evening somebody says uh, hap 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 happy hairball awareness day well i'm glad that's making somebody's day rob says read who should herd those cats yeah it'd be hard to have a cat parade who is that? What company was that? Was that Monster.com, dot Kellen, the headhunting company or the job company that had the yeah, I think herding so. Cats? I remember that. Wasn't that, that a yeah. Super Bowl commercial? It, it was, and then they ended up running it for like a year, year and a half right after. That's one of the one of the better Super Bowl commercials I remember seeing. My favorite, my one of my okay. First of all, best Super Bowl commercial of all time, without a doubt, for me. Speaking of one of my interests besides sports, mm. the, the Darth Vader kid commercial, the car commercial where the little kids, I don't even know what brand of car it is. They, they'd probably likely re, like me to remember, but where the little kid is trying to go around the house using, uh, using the force to get his dog to do stuff and to do all that kind of stuff. And then the dad comes home and the kid's trying to use the force on the car and then the dad remote starts the car. And the kid is all shocked that maybe that's the best one. There was another one a few years ago where a lobster escaped from uh, being cooked in a kitchen at a restaurant, and he took a Bud Light hostage. Do you remember that? This one's probably over 20 (laughs) years old. I remember
0: it now now that you're talking about it.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. uh, That that was pretty good. Where was I going with this? Oh, the Big L wrote in. The Big L, uh, one of our most uh, humorous and beloved listeners, He says, Reed, happy hairball day. Thank you, Big L. The Flames have been fortunate to have played a very tired Oilers team the last two meetings. Under such circumstances, had the Oilers won those two games, then they deserve to be under consideration as a legitimate division champion. Contenders find a way. Regardless, on a positive note, the way Edmonton's been playing, even with a handful of minutes left last night, wouldn't have been surprised if they had tied it up or even won in regulation. It's a level of belief that's been so long in the making. He put a lot of O's in long. Uh, Roger says the hairball is a bad topic. Ha ha, sorry. Well, I agree. That's why I brought it up. Why is it a date, Brian. <laughs> Brian says, is it by chance international dogs crapped on the carpet day? If so, my dogs nailed it. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Brian. That's an early nominee for text of the night. Get the canned ham ready. Well, I've, I'm sorry about that, Brian. Uh, without going into any further details, I, uh, I, I hope it was a situation that could be managed Okay, uh, well, I you know that's a that's a good text from Big L. The, the the really really good teams can win with their B games, and I think sometimes the orders have won with their B game this year, which which is a good sign. As much as we say consistent effort, you got to bring it every night. So, some games are better than others, and, and you have to figure it out. I mean, I always loved how Todd McClellan used to put it where he said you have 60 minutes to win the game or sometimes 65, so don't give it away. You know, if you if you can't win it till the end or in overtime or in a shootout, that, that's fine. You got to recognize some nights are, are like that. I think last night that was, I don't know if that was the Oilers' B game. That might have been their C game. Uh, they didn't have a lot of energy. They didn't look very precise. I thought uh, they looked frustrated at times. Um, but as the Big L said, they had a chance and even though they were outplayed Jacob Markstrom had to make probably six or seven grade a saves and, and probably four or five of them when uh, when the flames were up two one late in the second period and early into the third so I, I think that's to me a big encouraging sign for the orders this season is First of all, they are capable of blowing some teams out and they've done it. And they didn't just do it to Ottawa. They've beaten Winnipeg pretty badly a couple of times. They've beaten Calgary pretty badly a couple of times. So, you know, they do have the capability to jump on a team that's having a bad night or that isn't very good. But probably even more encouraging as we approach the playoffs is that they are pretty much in every game. You know, I I think you look back, the, the Colby Cave Memorial Day, they lost really bad. Uh, They were beaten pretty bad by Montreal at the end of that weird road trip uh, after the two games in Toronto where they got their game as postponed from the week before. Earlier in the season, certainly they lost pretty bad to Montreal and had a couple of sloppy outings, but I think most teams did early in the season. For, For the most part, I think you look at the Oilers going into a game and say, well, they have a chance. They have a chance. And even a game like last night going into the third period down a goal, As Big L said, you're still thinking, well, they have a chance. They're they're not maybe playing great, but they're only down one and they're a power play away or a shot away or a star player making a big play away from tying the game. So that's encouraging. If they would have won it last night, we'd probably be even more encouraged, but uh, I do expect that they'll look a lot better tomorrow. Okay. Uh, wow, getting a lot of texts to uh, 780-496-0063 most of them are about National Hairball Day and now about the guy whose dogs uh, crapped on his carpet earlier today, you can write in about whatever you want really, uh, I'll read it to myself if it makes me laugh, I'll certainly read it on air quick time out, Inside Sports on Chet <laughs> to have you tuning in
0: tonight.
1: Keeping an eye on that game between Montreal and Winnipeg, and the Jets now up 3-1. Trevor Lewis has scored again, Six forty-two left in the second period. Bo Bichette has just homered for the Blue Jays as they lead the Braves 2-0 in the third. Teoscar Hernandez back in the Blue Jays lineup after missing three weeks because of a positive COVID-19 test. He was placed on injured reserve on April 9th. Can also tell you, uh, one of the all-time greats for the Blue Jays, the franchise now cutting ties with Hall of Fame second baseman Roberto Alomar. He was fired as a consultant by Major League Baseball and placed on the league's ineligible list after an investigation into an allegation of sexual misconduct. Alomar relieved of his position as a special assistant with the James, uh with the Jays, and the team also saying his name will be removed from its level of excellence and a banner commemorating his retired number 12 will be taken down from the Rogers center rafters. That is uh, Roberto Alomar, who, uh, you know, on the field was, I mean, he's probably the best Blue Jay of all time, but obviously this is not good news here today. The 2021 Women's World Hockey Championship rescheduled to August. It'll be in Canada. We don't know where. We'll talk more about the circumstances surrounding the tournament being, well, I guess postponed technically, uh, with uh, Sarah Nurse, who uh, is uh, one of Canada's top players, also a broadcaster on Sportsnet. Darnell Nurse is her cousin. We're going to get to that a little bit later on today. And it is officially official. It wasn't actually official until you get the money. The Seattle Kraken are now actually in the NHL. They're free to make trades and they're free to sign players. I don't know how quickly, well, it could happen relatively quickly. The Vegas Golden Knights started signing. Do you, Kellen, do you remember the first ever Golden Knight? The first ever Golden Knight. Um, I remember uh, the name because uh, yeah. <laughs> he has my same name. Oh, okay. So it's. I would have to say it's one of the. Reed prospects.
0: Duke. There we go. Yeah. Is Reed he still Duke, with
1: them? The f- Uh, no, he is. I don't know if he's currently playing. He was in the AHL. Okay. Oh, it is. It says he's playing for Henderson. Oh, there we
0: go. Hey.
1: Yeah. So I don't think he's ever played a game in the NHL. He was uh, out of Brandon in the WHL and he became the first Vegas Golden Knight ever to sign a contract. So anyway, what happened with the Seattle Kraken was they, speaking of coughing up hairballs, they coughed up a big hairball of money. $650 $650 million US to officially become the 32nd franchise. So maybe there'll be some cracking player news. See, I remember we uh we did that on Yeah, because did we I not have Reed on the show? I, I think so, I think right? Did, I, I can't remember if we had him on or not, but we had a trivia question one night. And I it was who was the first ever Vegas Golden Knight? Right, and okay. Mark Andre Fleury, because he was taken first in the expansion draft. But uh it was actually Reed Duke was the first ever player to sign a contract with the Vegas Golden Knights. Very cool. Daryl says the Kraken better get Kraken. I wonder how often that'll turn up in their marketing or if maybe that's too obvious for them, but yeah, that's a good one. Frustrated fan writing in this evening. I always love when frustrated fan checks in. He says, this is totally disgusting. No TV stations are allowing me to watch hockey games. It almost makes me want to quit watching hockey at all. Now, frustrated fan, why do you always take it to the extreme like that? I know you're not going to quit watching. But yes, I think you have to have the, uh, the 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 package, do you not, to get the Jets and the Canadians? I can't, I can't get it here either. I'm with your
0: frustrated fan. We'll just have
1: Have to talk to each other and keep each other entertained you'll hear a little bit from dave tibbett he was on with bob earlier today it's inside sports on chad have scored twice in the last few minutes it's now 3-3 Jets and Canadians minute 46 left in the second period Lekinen and Armia getting Montreal square in that game so again the stakes there the Canadians with 51 points playing their 49th game of the season the Flames with 47 points they have already played 49 games so Montreal still with a pretty big advantage but can go a long way toward nailing down a playoff spot with a win tonight. The Jets, man, they have lost five in a row, so they're trying to get back into the win column. Of course, uh, three of those losses were against the Edmonton Oilers. Other NHL action, well, it's all coming up a little bit later. Sharks play the Avalanche, the Golden Knights take on the Coyotes, and it's the Kings up against the Ducks. In baseball, now into the top of the fourth, Blue Jays lead the Braves 2-0. The Edmonton Oilers did not skate today, day off. They will have a morning skate tomorrow. They will take on the Calgary Flames At 8 o'clock at Rogers Place, our broadcast on 6.30. Chad, will start with the face-off show at 6.30. Got a text from Gordo. He says, I don't mind the Oilers losing to the Flames. I'd rather see Calgary in the playoffs than Montreal. That is from Gordo, who uh, I, I believe, Gordo, you would probably be the rare Oilers fan saying that you wouldn't mind seeing Calgary in the playoffs. Now, I do think Montreal might be the toughest matchup for the Oilers in the postseason, but it's pretty much that they're going to play Winnipeg in the first round, and then they'd have to, have, well, have to win that series and then have the Canadians upset the Leafs for Edmonton to play Montreal. And hey, if the Oilers make it to the second round, I'd take any opponent if they keep moving on. But that uh, is Gordo saying, it doesn't mind the Oilers losing to the Flames, that he would rather see Calgary in the playoffs than Montreal. Just got an email here, inside sports at 630 chet.com. This is from uh, Neil, who is listening in Clem 2 BC. I hope I'm saying that right. I don't know where that is. You know where that is, Kellen? I'm going to look it up on the fly here. Uh, you said Clem BC? Clem 2. K-L-E-M-T-U. I'm no idea. It is... Uh, oh, it's up the coast from Vancouver. Okay. Oh, okay. So it's uh, almost halfway up the coastline. So it's basically almost even with Edmonton. When it goes to... Would that be latitude? I hope. So anyway, if you've been to Clem 2, let me know. He says, Hi, Rick. Can you explain what the room that Bob, Cam, and Jack call the away games from looks like are they watching several screens do they get a special feed that includes just the sounds of the rink the reason i'd like to know what it's like and the process that they follow is because i'm so impressed by the calls okay i can tell you what the room looks like i can take you behind the scenes a little bit neil if everybody's uh interested now i i will preface this by saying neil i haven't been to the Chorus Broadcasting compound in Southeast Edmonton since October. Whatever day the NHL draft was, that was the last time I was there. But this room for the guys to call the away games was set up for the bubble. So for the exhibition game in late July and then the four games against the Chicago Blackhawks. So it is a boardroom, a meeting room, not a large one. What would you say it is, Kellen, like the size of maybe... Two average size bedrooms put together, maybe. Yeah, you know, or, we would or, rolled, or one the large meeting, bedroom, like or if like you had a like really a large master bedroom. Yeah, like, exactly. I mean the, the, the table in there probably would hold ten to twelve people comfortably. So mm-hmm. it had a big meeting table. Yes, yeah. So yes, there are several screens. I think they have at least four. And I do, I do believe we get. Do we get the effects feed, Kellen? We do effects. Yeah, we and do so get it, that. So it's right. all
0: beauty of the internet everything comes in off of streaming now and that stuff and that's how we get everything so
1: so the nhl is providing that to the broadcast oh yeah that we absolutely. can access the and yeah it, it does sound good and they do a great job and even for me listening to it sometimes i forget that they aren't there and they're doing a, a great job but they do have um i don't know how many monitors do they have Kelm do they have four I do they have the two big ones i tell you what i'll run out during a commercial break and look because it's literally just like down the hall, into the right, from where I am, so I can check it out in like twenty seconds. Yes, but they do have they see the they see the TV feed that we all see, mm. and then I, th- I think they might have some sort of an alternate angle. I'll have to check with Bob Jacker Cam next time. But yeah, they're 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 doing a great job, and uh, our engineering team uh, Grant and Sean and Mike did an awesome job setting it up. So we really appreciate that. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is uh, how you can get in touch. Dave Tippett was on Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer earlier today. Touched on a bunch of stuff. Here's one of the most interesting comments, uh, I think. Bob asked him about McDavid, Dreisaitl Nurse being that leadership group for the Oilers and their work habits and the
0: impact that has had this season. No, for sure. And our leadership group has really been strong. I would put uh, Larson in that. I would put Nuge in that. But they—they are—they're uh, a driven team, a driven group that wants this team to be successful. And uh, you know, they've gone through some challenges, even our challenges in uh, in the bubble last year. They're all learning experience. But now, you know, they're getting to the point where they they want to take it to the next level. And they have the ability to take it to the next level. And their work ethic and their commitment, not just on the ice, but within our whole group, has been outstanding this year. And that's uh, that's a major driver behind it. So you're exactly right, Bob. I mean, the, those players are the ones that are going to drive this team. And you hope you can supplement. You know, strong players around them, role players, solid goaltending. But those are the guys that are they're certainly driving the bus, and they're uh, they're looking to improve. And um, you know, we feel like we have improved our team this year. We've got we still got things uh, ahead of us, so we've got we've got to continue to improve on. But you got to take those steps ahead. But your leadership group has to be willing to commit to taking those steps, and those guys certainly have done that.
1: That's Dave Tippett. it's always such an interesting thing to talk about, you know, a leadership group. Well, Okay. What does that mean? Can't, you know, do you, do you have to wear a letter to be a leader? Or is it just a group of guys? You know, anybody can show leadership and be a leader. But I think it, when you're in the context of a hockey team, you realize there are some players who are going to play 20 to 25 minutes a night, or if you're Leon Draisaitl, 29 minutes last night, even though he looked uh, pretty exhausted for most of the game, but that's, uh, I digress there. Um, so there, there are those players that I, I think that the team sort of centers on and the team is building around and, wants to be here long term so why are the oilers better this year than they have been in a lot of recent years well first of all mcdavid and dry are incredibly talented but i think with some of those other players and darnell nurse i would put in one of them i mean i mean let's not underestimate the value of experience and that's why through a lot of the the decade of darkness fans were being asked to be patient unfortunately that patience didn't pay off a lot of those years but That is a lot of it, that younger players have to learn, they make more mistakes, they have to learn the ins and outs of the league, and they just get better by getting older and playing more games. Now, hopefully, these guys stay with the Oilers for a while and they're able to increase the quality of the support players, which I think has increased to some extent, as we've talked about a lot. I don't know if increased enough to make them a true Stanley Cup contender, uh, but I think that, with those players and with those players being very driven. We've talked about Connor McDavid, finding new ways to score, working on things in the off season, you know, not just saying, well, I'm really fast and I'm pretty good. And I can just keep doing that for 15 years, always finding ways to get better. Darnell nurse. And we're going to talk to his cousin, Sarah nurse coming up between seven and seven thirty. 30. Uh, the, the, the family he comes from very athletic, very competitive, how that has helped. And, the the one thing about Leon Dreisaitl, and, you know, it's, it's funny because there are still some some people out there who, you know, aren't fans of, of Leon Dreisaitl. We had a guy text in the other night who said the Oilers will never win a championship with Leon Dreisaitl because he gives, gives the puck away too much. Hey, if that's, you know, if that's your opinion, you can have that opinion. I don't think you have much to base that on. Uh, personally... But, uh, I, I, you know, I guess that's going to hang over the great athletes until they actually win. You know, Lemieux had to deal with it. Jordan had to deal with it. There, there was their whole thing. You know, Lemieux was always compared to Gretzky. It's like, well, Gretzky, you know, Lemieux gets all these points, but Gretzky's won Stanley Cup, so he's not as good. And then once Mario won his couple, you know, nobody, nobody said that anymore. But I, I do think with Drysaddle, and we look, Leon Drysaddle shows frustration. There is no doubt about that, and I realize that sometimes you, some of you as observers, might not like that. But I, for me, I, I think every athlete also has to go with his or her personality and not try to change that necessarily. I, I do think that a frustrated athlete can be an ineffective athlete sometimes, yes, but I also think a frustrated athlete can be a motivated athlete. And I don't mind sometimes seeing a player get a little agitated or a little frustrated or play with a chip on his shoulder if he can then channel that into coming back stronger in the next game and using that frustration to be motivated. And I think that's, to me, part of why Dreisaitl has been able to be successful because I I I think even though he's really good, I think he can play Uh, a little agitated sometimes and a little angry and I think that helps okay uh Scott says Reed can you comment on the cross check sorry Scott just checking your text here could you comment on the cross check that sent McDavid flat on his butt entering the Calgary zone how is that not a penalty uh well look I'm not going to start a whole referee thing tonight we, we've talked about that a lot. Uh, I think yesterday, I, again, there were some calls both ways that could have been made. Um, you know, when I saw that one at full speed, I, I, I thought he got body checked pretty hard. I, I realized on the replay it looked like the stick was up. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's going to get hit. And as this fans, you're not going to like it. I don't know what else to tell you, Scott. Luke says, Hi, Reed. I predicted Connor and Leon would both get 30 goals this season. How close is Leon? He's, uh, he's close. He's got 24, and Connor has 28. Only 30 goal scorer in the league is Austin Matthews, has 36. Uh, Al says, Reed, I think Ken Holland deserves a lot of the credit for the Oilers' improvement. He knows what he's doing. He's done it before in Detroit. Well, I think Holland's done a pretty good job. And when you talk about the, the general manager, you often talk about the signings and the trades. What of Holland's best moves? might be a trade that he didn't make. And that might be Yesy Pugliarvi. Because I think a lot of general managers would have walked away from that situation and might have been justified in doing so. Because there was a point when Pugliarvi and his agent said, okay, we want to play in the NHL. It's not going to be in Edmonton. And instead of saying, instead of Holland immediately saying, okay, I'm just going to trade the guy. That's what he wants. To heck with him. Go to some other organization. We'll get whatever we can for you. Holland and Dave Tippett, too, said, "Okay, let's show patience. Let's bring this guy back into the fold. Let's show him different coach, different general manager than he had before and see if he can make it work. And that might be Ken Holland's most significant move as GM of the Edmonton Oilers, is not trading Yessi Pugliarvi. And Tippett on Oilers now earlier today explained how Pugliarvi can continue developing.
0: Well, he'll continue to mature. That's the next step that I think he has. I mean, the work ethic and the smarts and the ability to create uh, loose pucks. to check, be in front of the net. Those are all things that he's improved on, and the next step would be to to uh, find ways to contribute more offensively in, in the scoring end of it. Because he's around it, it's it's amazing. You know, we you Bob, you know that I track all those chances. He's yep. one of our leading guys, in all those chances and stuff. But he's not getting rewarded enough for uh, for what he's doing. So you know, eventually, I think those pucks will continue go in for him but that's an area of his game that he has to continue to work on just finding space in front of the net where rebounds might come you know shooting the puck quick um, you know finding uh, more redirect or or deflection goals in front of the net so those are areas he continues to work on every day and I think just as the maturity grows I think he will find more success in those areas. All right, that is uh,
1: a little bit on Dave Tippett talking about you Pugliavri, who I think has looked pretty good. As Tippett said, he's involved in a lot of plays, and he's uh, working pretty hard, strong in front of the net, strong along the wall, fitting in well there.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than
1: ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with
0: obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: 648, we're going to call a quick timeout inside sports on chat. After two periods in Montreal, Canadians and the Jets tied 3-3. We'll keep you updated on that one. As Frustrated Fan wrote in earlier, you uh, can't get that one on television. So I'll let you know what's going on. That one will be over by the time the show is over. So we'll have the result and the updated standings in the North Division. Oilers and Flames tomorrow, 6.30 face-off show here on 6.30, Ched. And the game will start at 8. I want to let you know uh, a couple of things going on here with the Oilers 50-50 draw. Starting tomorrow there are going to be early bird prizes. So tickets purchased prior to noon will be eligible for the first early bird prize. And tomorrow, that's a Leon Dreisaitl jersey. And uh, then there is another prize uh, later in the day that's going to be a Ford F-150 Raptor. So uh, that's pretty cool. Uh the other early bird prize is for uh, the second early bird is for tickets purchased one hour prior to the start of the game. So that's seven o'clock tomorrow. So uh, noon tomorrow for the dry Jersey and then seven o'clock tomorrow night for the Ford F-150 Raptor. And then of course you can get the regular tickets up until 11 o'clock. And uh, also tomorrow, the uh, 50-50 beneficiary tomorrow night will be the central Alberta child advocacy center in red deer the caca supports and empowers children and families impacted by abuse to lead healthy and fulfilling lives so help in another great cause tomorrow for the orders 50 50 all right appreciate you uh tuning in tonight dave tippett was on orders now with bob stoffer earlier today you can go to bob's page on 630 ched.com to listen to the full interview or i also posted a story there with some of the highlights and i found this one interesting because bob said Okay, what's the deal with Evan Bouchard? Could he possibly finally play a game before the end of the regular season? Uh.
0: Uh, there's a chance yeah there's a chance we got to kind of monitor where we're at and uh, we want to make sure that uh, we have people that are ready to go into uh, a playoff game if need be if we can if we can secure that spot so there's uh there's talk about making sure that we have people ready now that being said the uh, with the recall situation was we weren't in a situation where we could put a lot of people on our roster because of the cap that the uh, when the roster freeze uh at the trade deadline so we have to make sure we're using those recalls uh, uh, smart and as we wind down in games here if they become less of an issue then then you can uh, we'll kind of work with our lineup there but there's there's uh, or there's sometimes when you get a little bit handcuffed and what you can do and, and as game ticks off here we'll see how that goes with injury wise and and just getting uh getting players ready to to uh be playoff ready if we need be if they need to come in
1: yeah and that's probably to to me one of the the things that hasn't worked out great for the Oilers this season is that Evan Bouchard has not played very much hockey he's only been in 12 games he's not played since March 1st you know they decided to not put him in the minors with the Bakersfield Condors, and now here with the Oilers, he hasn't gotten a lot of ice time, but still a very promising young player for the Oilers. Okay, we got a break for the 7 o'clock news and weather. Uh, More on the Oilers and more from Dave Tippett as we move along. We'll keep you updated on that Montreal-Winnipeg game, and we will catch up with Sarah Nurse, who was uh, very outspoken over the last week or so about the Women's World Hockey Championship. So she's going to tell us why and talk a little bit about the state of women's hockey. And I'll probably ask her about Cousin Darnell as well. That's Inside Sports on Ched. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.